You're listening to Mike and Kristen. The podcast. I'm Mike, a musician, writer, and producer. And I'm Kristen, a painter, writer, and designer. Our show is all about following dreams, taking chances, and what life as an artist is really about. Together, we bring you weekly guest interviews and thought-provoking conversations. Let's go! Welcome, everyone, to episode 36 of Mike and Kristen, where we have our very special friend, Estelle Thompson. How is everybody doing out there in podcast land? Hopefully good. Hopefully getting through the cold days here. We're at the early stages of winter. It's cold here in Nova Scotia, warm in places like Australia, though. Does that make you want to move to Australia? I'd like to go visit our friend Tony. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Just, you know, <laughs> subtle <laughs> suggestion here. But We're going away. We'll be away, though, in the midst of December. So we'll get a little blast of heat. Yeah. We go to celebrate my 20th birthday. There you go. 20 all over. 20 times two. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll get on your cake. Am I getting a cake? I By the looks of things, you'll get several cakes. I was researching free things to get on your birthday in Las Vegas, which is where we'll be celebrating your 20 times two. And I think you could pretty well live off ice cream for the day, at least for free. That sounds like a pretty good day. Yeah. Pancakes at IHOP. Pretty good All of our day. usual places that we eat. And didn't you say there's a free breakfast at Denny's? Yes. We can do double breakfast. I've never been to a Denny's. Oh, well... There's a reason for Man. that, but this will be a first time for lots of things. Life perhaps. is good. <laughs> and also, speaking of good things, we had Estelle Thompson on the podcast. We did. She's one of those artists in Halifax who I've been following for years, and our paths just never crossed. And it was so wonderful to speak with another artist and someone like Estelle who's just so full of life and energy and fairy dust and she really is just one of those special souls yeah well let's uh just dive right into it and hear our chat with estelle sounds great Even going to a gallery, I find that like I need to get out of my own world. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm always like, oh, you know, everybody's kind of doing this style and maybe it's a bit boring and maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. And then you get out and you are exposed to other kinds of art and you're like, no, no. <laughs> this is endless. Like, I'm just so in my own space. I, I think know. this is that all the only thing that exists. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you've ever had that kind of experience, too. Or... Yeah, I get I need to get out of my own way, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do a lot of things. I was doing a little research on you, you oh, know, you? <laughs> like, a, like a good podcast host should do. Oh. And <laughs> Get out the working oh, paper. <laughs> and and I feel like we're we're similar in that way where we we host a podcast. Uh, you're an artist as well. 
you have your whole psychology side, which you mm-hmm. you you dive into. How how did all this come to be? Did did you always have this vision to do multiple things, or did they just kind of all fall into your life that way? Um, well, two things. I when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actress. That yeah. was the, what I wanted to do. This I is love, not shocking. Yeah, I love, and it's something actually. I love performing. Like I love performing in front of people. Like I love dancing. I love. Uh, I love stories. I love human stories. <laughs> like I love, yeah, that's what like really drew me to acting because I loved, I don't know, looking at human behavior and beauty and magnetism and all that. But I also think what I do now, like I, I feel sometimes I didn't choose it. Like, it chose me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, as I feel sometimes like, yeah, I feel it ch- chose me. Yeah. And just kind of, I just have to make way for what wants to come through me. Does that make sense when, when I'm talking like that? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yes. But like, if you ask me like, what do you want to be when you grew up? It was like, I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to be on stage yeah. and I wanted to be, um, and I went, I went to, professional acting school um in i grew up in quebec and um quebec you do cejap so you and you know i and i was like an early you know i I started school like i was like four or something so then i graduated i was like 16 and i went to cejap it's crazy to think that now i bye-bye 16 go on your own (laughs) (laughs) and i did and it was a three-year professional degree and so in quebec you have the choice. I'm doing like an educational on the Quebec school system, but like, <laughs> you know, you have the choice to do two years cejap. If you do two years cejap, then you go to university after. Usually that's what they expect of you. Yeah. But a three year cejap, then it's like a professional degree where it's like, then you're like, go on your own. Um, and I, yeah, so I was 19 when I graduated from like acting school and I was so lost, you guys. I was <laughs> what the, can so we swear young. on this web yeah. I was like what the fuck like I was just like and in a wee like that program and like it was looking back like what an experience and like you know the people I met that some of them I'm still in connection with to this day but like it really it broke me a lot like it's really you know understanding like like as actor you're like typecasted like pretty much all your life and like you like I had a lot of like um yeah, just like how people see you, like oh, you you you're gonna play this like your entire life, and like you know, and like a lot, there's so much criticism and like a lot on your body. And I was just not ready to be. Do you know what I mean? Like my, you have to have such a like, and no offense to like any actor like listening to the bad. I feel like your ego has to be so intact to be an actor. I mean, probably to be a musician too, where like. You know, I couldn't take criticism back then because it was like so personal to me, you know. Um, I don't know if it's ever easy. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good point. Such a good point. Yeah. Well, some people just, some people love like, I'll lump like criticism and conflict and things into the same. Like some people like when, I don't know, two people on a 
on a bus or arguing about to get into a fight. Like, they're, oh, this is awesome. I can't wait to see what happens. And on the ops, like, oh my God, my stomach's sinking. Yes. I feel horrible. Yeah, you don't even like, like when people argue on TV shows. Yeah. It's like, actually the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, but then criticism's the same too. Like, I, well, I hope everyone's getting the, all the compliments in the world they want to hear and they deserve to hear. But and, I think when, like, you're highly... empathetic and like highly and there's something about like and I don't want to say like but like highly creative highly like you pick up on things so easily I think like I always tell this story where like um, even like I was terrible at group sports when I was a teenager (laughs) because like I would be I'm very strong and I'm like really like I'm mm, kind of athletic like I'm you know I'm like I would play rugby and like tackle a girl and be like are you because like, I, mean, like, I couldn't deal we with got like, a point I but like, <laughs> and the girl was like what are you doing and I was like I'll help you get up like you know <laughs> just like yeah so I I totally yeah I uh so that but you know it like it also made me you know like looking back and now like just to go back to acting like it almost like goes back to full circle in a way like like, it was so helpful for me to have that degree and now, like, doing what I do, like, as a yoga teacher, like, there might be some debate on this, but there's, it is part performance being a yoga teacher. Like, it is part, um, yeah, for me, there's, like, not that you're there to, like, entertain your students, but there there is that aspect of it where, like, you know, your voice is your instrument and, um like even just like podcasting, what you know, like all the all the techniques that I use, uh, like the movement classes, the way you carry yourself, the way you know, like all this, like made sense mm-hmm. after, um, yeah, and the yeah, and the performance aspect. Do you feel like you've just learned how to manage that emotion or maybe reaction to a critique? better now with age or yeah yes yeah so you're time does wonder to like yeah time and experience really shapes us doesn't it yeah and uh yeah and just like not taking things so personally like just understanding like and I feel that's just maybe been from the past five or six years like this is not this is not on me this is on you buddy like you know like this is that has nothing to do with me you know and and I think that takes time and it's and it's hard as artists or as somebody in like a healing profession or like, yeah, just, um, yeah, just in relationship, like in, in general. You know? I love how you've been able to now kind of connect the dots or reflect back <gasps> on at 19, maybe I was feeling this way about studying theater and what am I going to do with this and having all this emotion. But now you're able to say, that really serves me in my present life in in this way that makes sense. I revert to it, Kristen, like all all the time. Yeah, and even now, like I teach, like you know, my styles evolved to like teaching like movement exploration and intuitive dance. That's all things I learned in theater school. Yeah. Like I literally been doing this, like you know, for more than twenty years. Like you know, I'm forty two now, so. It's like I'm just I just got shivers like thinking about that. So, you know, as much as I say, oh, it, it broke me. I, I mean, I was really like, like yeah, it, like emotionally, I, I didn't have my core yet. Like I was just so 
I I was just so hijacked by like everything when I I was like nineteen twenty, um, but but I knew what I liked, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's a good thing to like know what you like. So what like what happened after theater school, and I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna go to all the details, but I was like, okay, well, something that I really loved about theater is like was like human behavior. So then that's why I went, did my university, my undergrad in psych. Um, and um, yeah, because there was something that drew me to that, like in the end, okay, well, if I can't take the fact that, you know, somebody's always going to comment on my body, I can't take it, fuck this. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to go like help people who like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to, and I didn't know if I wanted to be a psychologist, but like, I knew I wanted to just understand um like communication and I love the history of psychology like I'm such a nerd like I love all that stuff like just learning about the different like how we think and how we relate to each other till to this day you know yeah we could probably all yeah. benefit from having some better psych understanding <laughs> but like it's still a running gag with my husband like you'll be like we'll go we'll have a chapter states you guys have that anyways we have chapter states we're like oh, nice. and uh we go and as soon as we enter and he's like i'll find you in the self-help honey bye bye <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like bye and <laughs> just go like yeah i love reading all the types of ideologies and yeah all this stuff yeah I love. i'm that. curious yeah. well we'll come back to yeah, yeah. the whole psychology thing yeah. but before you were 16 what yeah. What inspired you to want to go into acting, like in, into a career in putting yourself out there in that way? Like what? Yeah. And were were your parents encouraging of this? Or? Well, those are great questions. I uh, it's really nice to be asked. <laughs> I'm usually the one that I guess asks all the questions. You just tell us everything. Um, Come on. <laughs> Get the Kleenex. Um, get the Kleenex. Um, I, my parents, my my dad was all for it. My dad, like, there's a moment I always remember, but because you had to audition to go to theater school, and I had yeah. to, there was like two cégeps in Montreal, and uh, I came from like a really French. I lived in Quebec at the time, but originally I'm from like a really fresh French rural part of Quebec, and. Uh, and yeah, the morning of the edition, like my dad, there was like a picnic table. I still have that vision. Like I, I decided I was like, I jumped on the picnic table and I like did my monologue to my dad. who was like right there. And my dad had like tears in his eyes. And uh-huh. like he, he's still like, he, he still like talks about that moment all the time. Oh, that time. And, um, and I got into that school and I, I got not in the other school so I had no choice but to go to you know uh that school it's a beautiful so yeah my dad was always like really supportive I think my mom I think my mom was just worried like you know like oh like safety and you know like how you're gonna make a living for yourself and how like just the um, uncertainty of you know just being an artist in general which so for her she wanted me to stay close to home and just you know play it a bit smaller and my dad is you know go big (laughs) just like (laughs) limitless and all this so needless to say they're not together anymore (laughs) but um so yeah so that's kind of like my my parents kind of situation and then yeah like I said like and you know I like I 
I really, I love to be in front of people. And there's, there's these pictures of me, like, I love being in like church choral, you know, I love singing in front of people. I love, um, there was, I think that attraction and like, even, and now remember like 10 years ago, you know, like Instagram just started and I kept posting pictures of myself, like doing like yoga postures. Um, and I had this like whole, like, okay, why am I posting these pictures? Like, why really? Like, do I want attention? Do I like, you know, why is it like, because I'm really, really intentional on like social media and like what I put out there and what's my message and all this. And it came back to that. It was like, I love performing. I love the human shape. I love the human form. And like still to this day, not that I post that many yoga pictures of of me, but it's like, it's beautiful. Should I be ashamed of that? I don't think so. Like, it's like, I'm genuine about it, you know, because I was like, uh, you know, like all these judgments, like, come like, do you love yourself so much? Are you so full of yourself? Like, blah, 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 you know, this, you know, and then I was like, no, I just, I love performing. And I find there's so much shame around that, like as a culture, like, do you, you must understand this what is I'm like, saying. No, I'm, I'm so happy you brought this up, Estelle, because it, this isn't necessarily even a, a place I had expected to go today. Oh, let's go. Let's but just go there. This is something that's <laughs> been... Diving in. Yeah, diving in. <laughs> the water wings on. I, I've been thinking a lot lately about, I guess, the why. So like you, okay, I'm I'm creating these things. And in my case, it's paintings, which you do as well, even though we're we're talking about yoga. But yeah. furthering to that, I've been thinking about, yeah, the why. Like, why am I posting this or why am I creating this? And is it about me or is it about mm-hmm. the audience? And if it's about who I'm serving, what purpose does it serve? And Mike and I were talking about this even last night. And is it just about bringing happiness to someone's living space and that's all it needs to be because a lot of art serves this deeper meaning or you know it can be political it can be representative of culture history and I've always sort of I'm in that space now maybe just in my career where I feel like I'm ready for it to have a deeper meaning than just Mm -hmm experimentation and practicing and you know I've made this because I like it or it brings me joy or it's pretty which is all it doesn't need to be more than that but I feel like I'm ready for it to be more than that Mm -hmm. and so you speaking about yeah I'm posting these photos of yoga postures and asking yourself why am I doing this and is it about attention and so I'm so glad you brought this up and would love to hear kind Mm -hmm. of your emotional experience I guess with the why or the representation or how does that feel to you now or how has it evolved? She's so good. Uh, She's not too bad. She's so good. (laughs) I'm like falling apart. So thank you for uh, saying that. This is such a good question. And it's something I, um, I feel as artists, we don't have a lot of places to talk about our whys and our intention. And for me, it, it, it really is a top priority. Like to know why do what I do and like I mean maybe like just in terms of like social media just also because as artists like um it is such a big part now of how we promote ourselves and how we make money Mm -hmm. like just to be like really blunt about it like and I think we connected over that and that's why I'm here today like 
when all the followers started like <laughs> count and like I think like I don't know about you guys but like my audience is like so organic like half of them are like just my friends like I don't know they, you like, have a loyal loyal audience I really have loyal yeah. so like it's hard and you know I and I know like take the high road who cares what Instagram's doing but it's like no but it's like when it's related to like how much money you make like it just becomes like it's more complex than like take the high road you know like yeah. I'm sorry but like I just I and also when yeah, I like I'm so intentional about like everything I post and I've learned through the years. Like sometimes I have a post and like I'll sit on it for like a week, two weeks, a month, three, you know, I'll just sit on it and be like, OK, what's that really about? And why do I want that to be like in the world? I, I lost your question. It was such a good one. But like, yeah, the why for me and like what I put out in the world is like just so important and just in my life in general like the way I want to live my life my values and like who told me I could do this and could not do this like wait where are the voices coming from <laughs> you know like because then you again you get like I look you get hijacked by like whatever what everybody else is doing and what mm -hmm. and it's like no sorry like I just want to keep strutting along where I'm supposed to strut along and um you do a lot of things that are kind of ultimately for other people. Like when you yeah. teach yoga, that's for a group of people. When you post your podcast, if your listeners, uh, your psychology stuff, what's, what's the importance to you of affecting other people? Yes. It's such a, and it's a bit on to your, we're like, and I'm still learning that and how can I go about it like I always check in like do I really want to be doing this right now because I've made the mistake of like okay I'm all about serving this is like not about me and I'm all about serving and you can lose yourself so easily in that and then become resentful and bitter yeah and then and also like <clears throat> you know I don't know if you do that with your art but like one person would be like are you gonna have a print of this and then you're like then suddenly it's like becomes like everyone wants a print of that, but no, it remind yourself this is just one person, <laughs> you know, because like you become such in service to others, and it's like, yeah, you just like giving yourself away. Yeah, there's and endless like, examples of that. Like, yeah. oh, do you make shower curtains? Because I'd buy one, and then oh I'm like, God. oh, should I make shower curtains now? I'm like, no, yeah, they'd be eight hundred dollars to yeah, make it worth my I while. Still, so I still check in to myself like okay, what excites me right now what lets me up right now and I mean to go back to those silly like yoga postures like things like now it's not even like okay if like one person gets inspired by this am I inspired by this does this move me yeah if it moves me then it's like after that it's not my responsibility anymore if it like serves others like great but if it doesn't then like it doesn't so, like, I feel sometimes, like, almost like with creativity, you, you don't, you, there's a part you control, there's a part you don't control in both the creation and also the way it's received, you know? So, the part where, like, you're giving out and putting it out into the world, 
like you release that and I was all like it becomes like not yours anymore anyways I'm going all over the place but does no, that make is, sense it's very yeah. helpful and just... like even like and I don't know if you research on my website like a big part of what I do is with grief work yeah and I mean that's been a huge thing and I think a lot of why my audience on Instagram you know is there to hear whatever I'm about to say about that and I really had a bit of a like my crisis like a few years ago I was like I don't know if it's helped anyone and it wasn't even like a phase like a little discouragement but it was just like has it helped anyone <laughs> you know like I was like mm, um, I'm not sure but like has it helped me yes right okay moving on <laughs> yeah you know and it sounds so selfish it's I know it sounds so selfish anyways I, I've never even like talked about that really openly but it was like like, again, it's like, I don't control what you put out there, you know? And so, like, the, maybe there's a part, a little part of control, but there's another part, like, I don't control. So I better keep making stuff and doing things that, like, serve me, because then it's going to be a waste of time, and you know? It is such and a I'm delicate still, don't balance. Worry, I haven't figured this out, so I'm still, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still, like, figuring this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> But. It it sounds like it's <clears throat> been an evolution for you, and and um, things have happened to and for you in your life that I'm sure impact how you show up because of that. I mean, your your work with grief, uh, you know, we I I'd love to talk about that story yeah. if you're comfortable to. And I think sometimes just hearing other people be willing to talk about these hard things in their life, like that is enough. The the product or whatever it is yeah. that might evolve from that. Like just you simply showing up and being vulnerable and talking about that makes other people feel included and gives them permission to talk about yeah. it as well. But if what I mean to say is like, if I, like I didn't wrote this for anybody, you yeah. know, I wrote this for me mm-hmm. and the same, I think that's when you were like, like, right. Sometimes that like kind of, it's like people are like, I'm sharing this to help others. That can't never be your first thing. Yeah. That can't never be your number one. If it is, I think, I think it's, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, well, when I'm writing songs, I always write them for myself. And it's usually taking something I've experienced and putting it into a, three and a half, four minute song. And sometimes there's metaphor. Sometimes it's more literal. It's just kind of how I think this song should be shaped in the moment. And once a song is created, and I didn't know this when I first started making songs, but the ability for that to affect and influence people is almost limitless. Mm. Like once that song goes out to the world, it's not really mine anymore. It's just floating around in the space and time synapses and people might come across it when at a time in their life where they where they really need to hear what I said at this yeah. when when I was feeling that myself or maybe it's just a fun song and like you know just a, you put on a party and it makes people happy or a song about my dad working out west in Fort McMurray like I've had so many people just come up to me or just write a message after like I didn't think about this song in a long time and someone's like oh this song helped me through this hard moment in time and I don't get that every day or anything but 
knowing that the songs have the ability to do that for me makes it almost or makes it something that I have to do because mm. I I know okay this particular song I wrote with no intention of it doing anything other than me writing in the moment that song helped someone who had cancer it helped someone leave an abusive relationship it helped yeah these various things that I've I've heard from people so just having that knowledge and like okay a song has the ability to reach people in these moments when they need it so i feel like it's my responsibility and i can make songs yeah yeah it's it's a responsibility yeah. like and i love to do it like i'm not i'm not sitting here like okay someone's gonna right. have cancer <laughs> I, <laughs> and i have to uh i have to write a song for someone in the few five years from now someone in yeah. madagascar is gonna need this song yeah. i just yeah create Madagascar. the songs and yeah, so let like, me ask both of you, do yeah. you ever create something and for your own self and show it to no one or throw it away or like how often Kurt, is that uh, happening? One of my favorite authors, Kurt Vonnegut, he always says that you should just every once in a while just write a story on a piece of paper and then he said just burn it. Like burn it, maybe it's the yeah. best thing you've ever written. I love just, that throw it away burn it and just it was just for you it was just for that yeah, moment love that not for anything he went, else what book did he write this oh a lot slaughterhouse five would be one of his big mm. ones uh geez bluebeard bluebeard yeah yeah he has yeah. A, 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 he has like 25 maybe yeah but 30. i love that because we we take our creations like so seriously yeah i teach you know i teach creativity like a lot in mindful art and that's why I tell my student all the time, like, you know, it, it, like, I love, like, this, like, I make people, like, you know, destroy their heart, and they're like, oh, but it's like, I made this, like, but who cares? Just like, <laughs> yeah. Just so, so to, to take it down a notch, you know, to, to, to just like, um, yeah, but like, to answer your question, like, so the grief project, like, started literally, like, it made me feel better to write. Um, so I, I kept doing it, you know, um, it was, it was literally that simple. Just kind of like writing songs made, like makes you feel happy. Yeah. So what the heck? I'm just like going to keep doing what, what, you know, makes me happy. And it legit took me like a year to realize like, oh my God, people are like reading this. And like, <laughs> I was like, and now now my document is shown in nursing school and like in social work school in like psychologists use it with their patients that are going through grief. Like, I mean, wow. Is this the CBC piece that yes, you did? Can yes. you tell our listeners yes, yes. So, that story? Oh yeah. So my, I have two little boys. I have Isaiah who's 11 now. Um, and, and, and I have another little boy, uh, Tommy, who was born premature at 26 weeks. They were really, short apart they were like nine months apart um and at two and a half year tommy died suddenly um and from complication of being premature and and then yeah like maybe a month after that um i started like writing every day and i would hashtag it i think the grief project or uh, tommy tinker forever too um and I mean, it was just silly at first. Like I was just, 
posting quotes or like memories and um you know it was really raw and really uh, let's say let's just say like unedited you know mm-hmm. um and actually i wasn't asking my why's like back then i was just like fuck it i was like posting this and it makes me feel better so i'm just gonna like continue and uh and then yeah and then it turned and then it felt like bigger than me we're like okay whoa i'm just like this is like taking over but like kind of like you know creativity takes over you we're like also like that's the part where i really realize like wait like i think your dharma is like not all everything like you choose like i didn't chose this and yet here i am making something out of this horrible thing that happened to me you know Mm -hmm. like um and i don't think horrible things need to happen to you for you to create something um but so so that was so that was like 2015 so three and a half years goes by and now it's like the most visited things on my website like like a lot of people go on like I couldn't believe it when I do you guys look at your analytics like on your website yes less so now but (laughs) we know they're there but I was like here I am a yoga teacher a visual Mm -hmm. artist the most visited page on my website is my blog it's like my grief Mm -hmm. blog and like oh my god like you know people messaging me like I sent this to this blah, blah blah like people coming to me like as if I'm like some kind of expert because that's what happens when you start writing on something and it became like you know, you become an expert on the thing, quote unquote expert. Like, um, and I be I felt, and I don't call myself that anymore, but I almost felt like a self-titled like grief activist, where it's like, just realize like how hungry we were to like tell things for what they are. And um, yeah, just like how ill-equipped we are in when talking about grief. Like nobody's like, everybody's walking on eggshell, everybody's like, and you know, I didn't like remake the wheel or anything, but like I was just talking about my experience about like going through this and it resonated for a lot of people and not just people that like, not just mom that lost their babies, you know, like people that just were going through transitions like in general, mm-hmm. you know, so people that are going, going through divorce and like, you know, cancer, or, like big things where it's like, ma- like, makes you like just reprioritize your life and like okay what what is important what do i you know all this stuff um so anyways yeah that's a the, kind of the long story so then three and a half years later i got approached by the cbc um and they were like we think your writing is exquisite and we think it's like a really we keep hearing about it and um ken mcintosh who's the producer like he was so sweet. Like he was like he was. It was kind of more a passion project for him because he worked in the news side of CBC. So he was like, "I'm not really sure what I'm asking you here, Estelle." But he's like, um, "Let's see what can you write some scripts and see what we can do." And I'm like, "Sure, I can write some scripts." And then guess what, guys? Well, my theater came into <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Nineteen year old you is shining now. (laughs) So then I was like, "Yep, I can write some scripts, and you know, because it needs to have an arc. You know, Mm -hmm. it needs to have 
And I don't know if you all watched the documentary. I have. Oh, yeah. 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 And actually, you were messaging me. I remember that. That was wild. I have to tell the story after. But but anyway, so we gathered together um, seven episodes. They're about two or three minutes long. And when they first launched, um, I think they were like twice a week. Like they decided they were like, well, let's not launch the whole 30 minutes all at once. Let's just have it come a bit more like bite, bite size. And, um, yeah, and it was really cool because, like, I made the visual. Like, I I mean, I kind of designed, I wrote it. I, like, it was, like, I was, like, you know, you had to write a line and then, like, basically, like, imagine the take. Like, this is what I imagine is mm-hmm. happening. Um, and they, they um, Kim McIntosh and Dave Irish, they were so... Yeah, they were we were just us three, and Dave Irish was the cameraman, and they, um, you know, it was a great like, you know, you're, you, you know, as a painter, and as I feel so alone sometimes in like my own obsession of like what I'm like doing. So it was really great, kind of in this moment like this, I cherish so much where like being with artists and yeah, creatives, and we could like bounce off each other and like. Um, you know, and that was cool for them because it took them out of like the newsroom. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, this is so fun. They're and at the like, beach. Colorful. They're yeah. at the beach. You're and, collaborating at this yeah. point. Yeah. Right? So collaborating and different ideas and energies bouncing around. Yeah. And so, my, the, so the documentary came out like November 2018. I can't believe now. So it's like four years. We just went through the four years. And I think the thing I'm most proud about it is that it's pretty timeless. It feels like I feel you could watch it. Like I was, I, I just recently like rewatched it. I was like, ah, oh, so great that like I feel kind of like yeah, kind of like a painting. Like you hung it there and you can have it in your house like forever. Like I think I I love that that it's not like bound to like a certain era of our lives. Like I think like. The lessons in it and also like just exposing you know people in general in like the power of art and yoga to heal and the power of art and yoga and creativity in general like to be a channel for your well-being and like also you know that to remind like you're, we are all artists like you're all makers of beautiful things in our own in our own way you know um i think that's been the undercurrent of like even the yoga that I teach and like the everything, even through coaching or through the groups or retreats or, you know, everything else that I do, this undercurrent that like, yeah, you can, you know, that you have the agency to, um, to live your life the way you want to live your life. Yeah. And the resiliency, I don't know, that word has, like, been overused lately, but, you know, yeah, you, like, we have this so much buoyancy in us and to bounce back when something, something hits, you know. Um, I think this particular project you've done in Tommy's memories really highlights the comment you made earlier about you being chosen for this Mm -hmm. expression of creativity because I think we can hear the same narrative or advice or story many many times but sometimes it takes the right person to 
to speak that truth in the right way or the the way that resonates with us for it to stick and have meaning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like you've proven that you you have that voice. You you are that connector for so many people and I see that in the people that follow you. They and I said lo- loyalty earlier, but you you really have just such a a committed, faithful fan base. I'll call them, but I think it's because yeah, you you resonate that real honesty and vulnerability, and you're the the chosen person to again maybe like you said, I'm not reinventing the wheel. Maybe not, but I think your way of inventing the wheel is so unique that that's why people you know are are gravitating towards you it's it's your way of showing up and expressing through these unique ways that is different um I'm just taking in everything you're saying yeah <laughs> so yeah it's really but beautiful but i can't imagine like like i <laughs> you know like people like like I don't know, the expression, kind of the expression, like chasing our dreams and like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, like sometimes I don't know if I have chosen my dreams in more like I just embrace what my life has given me and then made art out of it. Like, (laughs) you know, like try to make like this masterpiece, you know. Mm. Um, That's interesting. Like, and and again, it comes back to that idea where like, yeah, there's some of my dreams I control t- totally. Like I, I control the choices I make every day and like what I put in my mouth and my body and who I hang out with and mm-hmm. what I put in my walls. And like, you know, there's that part I control, but there's another part, the mystery, the unknown, the um, the surrendering, the embracing. There's still shit that happened to me after my child passed away. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, la- like, I mean, this year, like my my husband's mom passed away, my dog passed away, my like, you know, not just grief, but like, you know, shit still happens, you know. So it's like that. Did I do I control that? Like, no. So like, how do you understand what I mean? So yes. it's like adjusting and um, yeah, and and keeping um, so. Yeah, I don't think you chose, choose, I don't know. Like, again, like, I didn't want my child to to die, you know? But it's like, what, I'm going to, like, deny that all my life or resist that all my life? Then for sure I will get sick. Like, if not physical, like, in my head, you know? I think that people are relating to what you did with the grief project so much because you were just completely honest with it. You were just, this is what I'm feeling. I'm putting it out there. And that's what people relate to with, with art in general. I think like I have songs that maybe are more popular just because of whatever, maybe they're catchier and have a cooler beat or something. But the songs where the people say those things to me, are always the songs that I wrote from the most rawest mm. perspective. Like they resonate in a different way than just whatever, like a, a fun party song or something. Yeah, so like, true. Like the the times we lean into an emotion and showcase that to the world, people are like, oh yeah, I've I've felt that before too. Like I I know what what they're saying. I can 
I can relate to that. So obviously going through what you did is unimaginable and the worst thing you can. But it is imaginable though. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's not unimaginable. Like people live through grief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, it is, I think a lot of people don't want to imagine losing a baby. Yeah. yeah. You know? Of course. Um, but yes. I, I, I know what a, you meant through that, but like I talk about this all the time. Like people used to tell me like, I can't imagine what you're going yeah. through. And it's like, no, you can't imagine. You just don't want to imagine. Like use emotional imagination. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, and yeah, I think, I think we, we need a little bit more. And I think maybe that's what my grief project like brought to a lot of people where just like, well, grief does have words, you know? That's another expression we use all the time. Like, there are no words. Actually, there are words. <laughs> like, maybe not in, like, the shock of it and not in the... But, like, there there are words. I know? actually found... So, if, if I think about grief, I think about the time in my life that I lost my mother. So, mm -hmm. she... I was her caretaker mm -hmm. and she passed away nine years ago now. And I distinctly remember moments of such clarity mm. during that time. And we don't, you know what? I'm just going to stop you there because yeah. that's another thing in grief that nobody talks about. It's the clarity mm. that you get yes. after. It's a, so beautiful. I think the only one I've heard talk about it is Elizabeth Gilbert, where why doesn't nobody talk about the clarity you get? Yeah, and it doesn't you know? have to be, yeah, in the face of death. It can yeah. be in any type of grieving but it's I I actually it, it's a funny thing to say maybe but I have often thought to myself that I miss that aspect of that period of my mm. life because it was one of the first times where I just felt so certain about my role mm. and what was important and how silly all of these other things <laughs> that I've even admittedly since concerned myself with mm. all over again even though you know I had this moment and lesson at that point in my life but i i've never really since felt that same sense of just yeah clarity is the best way to describe it and and maybe only in grief are you gifted with that part of the experience i don't know but well do you know i love to say like you got to keep grief warm <laughs> where it's like yeah, I think we just, we we forget. Like, I think you can grieve every day. Um, but it, yeah, I agree. It's hard to get that, like, onset, that, like, first onset of, like, clarity. And, like, just, yeah, just it's incredible the things that, like, don't matter anymore, you know. There was a, there was a glimmer um, of that during the pandemic, I found. Yeah. Maybe not for everyone, but we had this shared yeah. experience of like, okay, this is really serious, guys. Yeah. Like, let's kind of rethink our priorities. And you heard so many people talk about how cherished that time was, that they were home with their family suddenly and really reflecting on the function of how we were mm -hmm. working as a society in this rat race and grind mm -hmm. and whether or not that too has stuck around mm -hmm. like it's it's in these moments of intensity sometimes mm -hmm. that we are forced to have that have that moment of reflection mm -hmm. and clarity that comes to us so yeah that's I, I use that example because 
if you're someone who feels like maybe they haven't experienced extreme or profound grief, I, I think yeah. we all yeah, have yeah. a flavor of it at a least. A flavor of it. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you're right, you know, as well, you know, um, um, uh, what did I, sorry, I just lost my thought, but I, I wanted to say, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I want to say. We're like, grief is personal. It is complex. It is nuanced. So it's not fair for me to be like, you know, somebody who hasn't lost a child to be like, you know, you must know what I'm going through. Like, it's not fair, you know? Um, but I can almost assure you that person and their human experience you know, has been to the depth of something, you know, has been um, in in psychic pain for something, probably not for the death of their child, but maybe for something else, maybe even maybe not for them, maybe for from a broken heart from falling in love and or whatever, you know. So I think, yeah, yeah. And we we. we we're so afraid to connect with those emotions. I think, um, yeah, because I think we're gonna, we think we're gonna lose it. We're gonna lose our shit. <laughs> Sometimes we do, <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot, I get a lot of students that like basically like straight up ask me like, how do you connect? And that that's the one number one fear is that we're just gonna lose it, you know. And I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole like so low. I'll never get up up the bathroom floor, you know. And I keep reminding people like your pain uh, has a bottom. Your pain has like, and that's when my psychology training comes in effect, you know, like it's really rare to like be in like, let's think of like wailing or like this for more than like seven or eight minutes. Like, actually, like, physiologically, like, and I might be wrong, like, hopefully nobody on your podcast is like, actually, you can, like, go. But, like, I don't think you can go, like, an actual, like, full-on more than 10 minutes. I don't I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, like, to feel safe enough in your body to be, like, I'm going to go to the depth and then come back. And I'm going to go back there and come back. Does that make sense when I talk like that? Like, just, like. I saw a video recently uh, of a polar bear getting tranquilized and uh, they, they tranquilized it and did something to, I don't know if they were putting like a tracker on it or something. But as when the polar bear eventually came to, like it had just gone through a traumatic event yeah. and it's, uh, it laid on the ice and like shook, like, like vigorous shaking. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, yeah, this is how the polar bear deals with this traumatic event. It's sh- ultimately, I don't know, there's probably better terminology for it, but it shakes it out of its body. Like it does like 10 minutes of shaking, then moves on. Okay, this, this is over with now, this event. Like, because it, it, when it wakes up, it's like, holy shit, I just went through something crazy. And then nature's response to that is somehow the shaking. Uh, Isn't it genius? Yeah. I love that so, animal example. So, but like as human, it's so genius. It's so yeah. primitive. Yeah. That's why I teach I teach shaking and dancing. Oh, Can yes. you believe it? I do. And even in my yoga classes now, because after my son passed away, like 
the yoga practice for me just I was so numb you know I could I felt I couldn't even like touch my skin you know but like the body that's the bot just the body's ways of protecting itself yeah so then I would do like my yoga practice and the and then I would do like you know I would just like <laughs> you know it became so much more intuitive more fluid more like I need this. And again, that same kind of intuitive, like, it just makes me feel better. Just kind of the way, like, I was just writing, like, no, fuck it. It just makes me feel better. I'm just, like, going to continue, you know, that way, you know? Actually, a quick story for you, you guys. I think you're going to you're gonna love it. Yeah. I, was, I, I was just, we were just hiking last week. Did you listen to all my stories? I, I just listened. We went to a place. Oh, shoot. I forget. It's actually close to here. The we bluff? went hiking. No. Bluff trail? No. No. Anyways, it's like big rocks. We never go and have fox. <laughs> we never drive through the bridge on the But we went, we actually went over the bridge <laughs> from Cabe. We drove over. Um, but we went, we went hiking and I have a little dog and my dog was like completely petrified of because there was like rocks and the ocean, the waves. So I so my boys were were off. They were doing their own thing, parkour, this part. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit here with my little dog and I'm gonna let them do what they want to do so I'm sitting here there's a rock that goes literally like I felt on my hair I went like right in front of me like a big rock like this and I went what the hell it just fell it just fell I turned around there's a little kid that threw the rock (gasps) and his family were like like terrified mortified mortified I was sitting there and I was like, then the, my instinct was like, I'm so sorry. I got so sorry. I was like, no, nah, like no wonder. But like, I was sitting there and I was like, I just cheated this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so in shock. You know, we were laughing. My husband and I were like, oh my God, another day. Like I cheated death, you know. But the two days after, I was a mess. I was like, because I, I was like in shock, right? Yeah. That day. And I was like, Okay, like whatever. But the two days after that, like I just, I had to shake it out. I had, that's what like, I, I was like, you know, weeping. And I was like, what is Ryan? I knew it wasn't like hormonal or, or anything, but I was like, no, I think I'm like having a little backlash from like having almost died from like a rock hitting my head, you know? Um, and actually talking about clarity, like also after that, I was like, oh my God, like we're just like not aware, like you can die any moment like any moment of any day you know and like of course you can't think about that like all day every day like oh today i might die and i think we we protect ourselves because like i'm not sure if you could live a life like that i mean people with high anxiety do but the stoic philosophers i think they intentionally think about dying every day really yeah i actually signed up i don't have it anymore but this app I think it was seven times a day. It reminds you you're going to die? send me a notification saying oh, you're going to die. My yeah. God, I love that. Because <laughs> like, how about that for clarity? You know, like, you yeah, know, if I'm going to die, like I might as well do what I want to do now and live my life now. But um, anyways, isn't that a crazy story? Like I said, think about it. That just happened literally like a week ago. The little boy came. He, he wasn't, he didn't know. He didn't see me there. Um, but he came and he said he was sorry. And I said, you know, it's okay, honey. Like you didn't know it was there. And I think it's important to do with kids because, you know, this poor little boy, like in a second, both our lives could have been changed, you know, like forever. 
Um, and I think it's important with like trauma, like little traumas like that. Like I don't want that kid to carry the fact that like it was like a wrong thing he did. Like it was an accident, buddy, you know? Um, so like, yeah, to like, yeah, to take, to take them back, to not walk with that, like, in, you know, in his life. But anyways, blah, blah, blah. But that made me think that I love that polar bear story <laughs> yeah. because it's so easy, right? It's so easy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people I work with, like they, um, you know, sometimes things show up like five years after the fact, like after a, a stillborn birth or after a trauma, like people like keep things in to just like, okay, move on with your life. It's all great. Um, and, uh, that usually doesn't work like that, you know? How do you manage... Because you're putting so much out and you're mm -hmm. helping so many others using this collection of mm -hmm. vehicles that you have. Yeah. How are you taking care of yourself? Like, take a lot of baths. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because, self. especially with something like yoga, for example. I, um, so, a lot of people know this about me. I'm a huge, I'm a true introvert. Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't think so because I I'm I'm do very well in like social environment, you know. I feel I, um, but I like sometimes after teaching yoga, like even now, like driving here, I can't. I have no music. I can't talk. Like it's like I would like to be in a closet and just like <laughs> you know, like just a hermit. Um, and even like sometimes I like could rent an apartment. Apartment that could be like, you know, my like I really need um my dad used to call it my ivory castle, you know, my mm -hmm. place and uh to just yeah recover. Um I do I I love water for like so I'll I'll do like ocean plunges. I think you guys do yeah. that too. Like I love cold water plunges. Yeah. I love even like if I don't have time to go down, I mean I just have to run down my street, but I'll take like cold baths or, um, but I think I'll, I think I'll, I mean, that, not that much bath, but, um, also like I, I, I'm just, I can't be teaching what I'm not doing, you know, when I'm not practicing. Um, so, you know, every day I need time for my rituals and time to, you know, do my yoga and, and my dancing and my painting and but yeah it is it is challenging and now you know I'm now because I've been doing this for so long I can catch myself before it's too like I just catch myself okay I'm going over I'm going over come back come back come back mm -hmm. you know um and uh to to ask I've had I've had to learn to ask you know people to help me like um my husband you know I need I need this time but I've had to like ask so like they know because yeah um, I mean, what else? I, you know, do like massage and um, go shopping. <laughs> but yeah, if, you know, if you can catch yourself before, before the burnout, then, mm. then like you're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's seeing how much like, and, and I use yoga or meditation as an example, because that's often a place that people will turn to fill up that gas tank but if that's something that you're using for your work yeah 
does it still feel like a tool to you to replenish or does it feel like work? Yeah, no, it, uh, I know what you're saying there. Um, yeah, it is, it is what I love. There is a fine line. Um, and so I love to take like different courses and just to keep me like inspired Mm -hmm. and it's important to have teachers. It's important to have coaches when like you're a teacher and you're a coach that so you can keep like expanding and keep reminding yourself too, like, like, I don't know everything and, you know, I'm just, I'm just in it for the ride with people, you know, we're always learning. We're always, yeah. And that, you know, that makes for the best teachers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no right or wrong way. Even, I mean, we talk about grief a lot, even when grief, with grief, like, you know, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. I think that's been a huge message. And like, so like, yeah, I think lately that's what's coming out for me. Like, there's no right or wrong way to like take care of myself, you know, kind of be less judgmental with that. Um, and to, yeah, to like work. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, definitely. But water is a big one for me. And I, um, I did a retreat once and there was no water and, uh, I was like, Oh, never again. I need water when for, uh, for the participants, of course, but just for me, like as a cleanse and purification, like that's that's usually pretty instant for me when, I mean, you do cold water plunge and all this, like, um, so that you can just, because you hold so much, right? Like you, um, even working, even like a, my yoga groups and stuff, like, um, like you're giving something to them, but they're giving something to you, you know? Um, so... Uh, and I know some of my friends, like they've literally gotten sick, you know, because they they couldn't they couldn't um, metabolize what people, you know, were given to them, you know. So it's important to have your your own way to, um, yeah, to just shut. No, I don't want to say shut down, but just be in your own castle. Be in your own castle. I like that. Mm. (laughs) Is there a common thread between all the work that you're doing? So you've, we've talked about the grief work and offerings that you've had that experience in your life. You're teaching yoga and doing retreats. Mm -hmm. You make beautiful artwork, which Mm -hmm. we talk to a lot of artists and haven't really talked a lot about your Uh, art itself and process, but do they all kind of weave together naturally or do you see them as separate parts of your life that bring out different parts of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're all in the one. They're, they're not separate, you know, they're all. Um, yeah. And it's crazy sometimes. Like, for example, one of my collection is called bloom where you're planted. Um, and you were talking about like your song create and process like I love that because um that collection I don't know if you know knew this but um it literally like woke me up at like three like three a.m it was like November super dark cold I remember like being in my bed and like wide awake and I was like I think I have to go to the studio and like but that's the decision you make where it was like 
inspiration and this calling or I could really go back to sleep now you know (laughs) (laughs) so like so pillows inspiring too I know I was like so I went in the in the middle of the night and I went and I started making like these like bubbles um I didn't really know what they were and like I paint a lot of flowers not just flowers but paint a lot of flowers and usually they're very like kind of structures lots of line to them like lots of ink and and that one they were like kind of just all over the place I was like what is this is this like cells or bubbles or like oh my god they're flowers and anyways all this to say this came to be like one of my biggest collection my most asked like commission to date I do like bloom making workshop you know like one of those like oh my god if I hadn't woken up in the middle of the night to do like this style that's like really like like my my clients will say like I have friends they come in my living room like is this an Tom's? I'm like oh my god like you know the style is so like this is me like this is my like signature and uh and uh and I love what they represent like they're like messy and unruly and like kind of rude like how rude like you're not like a you like a normal like quote-unquote normal flower like I just Mm -hmm. love that you know and they're like a lot of neon colors and like and like you can't really I love teaching that one in on paint night because you can't really mess one up you know yeah so I love it gives a lot of freedom to the participants to be like okay I can't like mess it up I mean unless you like I don't know what you could do. Maybe you could like rip it apart. But but anyways, just to tell you, so that collection, and then I just collaborated with Alyssa from Light Water, uh, where we did a whole like essential oil collection. Guess what we called it? Bloom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and it's like bloom where you're planted. Like, I mean, all my program are really like, you know, start where you are and like da-da-da. So it's like, I feel everything pretty much inter interconnects um and the three modalities that always say the same in like everything that I teach is like breath movement and creativity like I feel I always revert to to that whatever whatever it is I teach or I make or I put out in the world I feel those three things are really like that keeps things anchored yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I think with time too you just like um develop your own language of like yeah talking about your work and yeah yeah so what uh what do you have planned for the future (laughs) where is oh my goodness where is all this creative energy all these projects where is it gonna take you tell us all your secrets oh my goodness (laughs) well so a year ago i started fashion school i started started fashion design school so a big dream of mine was I just have my heart on my art on clothes and um and I know you don't need to go to fashion school to do that because I know you do some of that as well. But um yeah, like I just I just wanted to learn. Yeah, I thought it would like just up level everything else that I yeah. do. And also like, you know, I mean I just I love clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I love clothes and like I and talking about going back full circle, but like I was really after I I finished theater school, like I was like, oh maybe I could go to fashion school, um, and then I was like, no, but there that can't just be that. Like it felt so superficial, like oh fashion and it's clothes and it's like, where is it fake and da da da. 
And now, like, again, like, going back full circle and I was like, oh, my God, it's so not superficial. Like, like, you know, wearing something you feel good and, like, a chick and sexy in and, like, radiant, it's, like, transform you in an instant. And, like, if you feel radiant from the inside out, then it's, like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm so much nicer when I love my outfit, you know? Yeah. Fashion is <laughs> about like, how you not, feel. That's not, like, superficial, you know? Like, yeah. and um, so I think, yeah, it just, like, really um, I just amplify everything else, like, I'm doing. I'd love to have, like, a yoga uh, clothing line and, like, dresses and stuff. So that's in the future. But it's, like, it feels like, it's like a long, it feels like a long project and I'm trying not to rush things. And I've been thinking a lot about like the urgency we feel as artists. We're like, oh, frig, everybody's doing like a Black Friday sale. Like I should do a Black Friday sale. It's like, actually you don't. <laughs> like I have my own rhythm and I have like my own, you know, like my biggest all of the year is my, my birthday sale and that works for me. So yeah. I'm just, you know, like just all this pressure that we get, like you need to release this then da, 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 da. and it's like, um, even now when people know I'm in fashion school, like how's fashion school going? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going along. Like, you know, one course is, a, you know, a unit and like, you know, cause I don't want to stop anything else that I'm doing. I just want it to like, yeah, just amplify what I'm already doing. So, so that's, yeah, that's a big part. And then next year I'm going to El Salvador we have, it's almost like a, I made it like family friendly this year. Oh my God, call me crazy. Love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my husband's is a big surfer and we've been there like a, a lot of times. Last time I was there, I was like, oh, let's just bring, it's so incredible there. Let's just go and bring a group. And so uh, that's actually a surf yoga art retreat. It's so, um, I don't think I've ever seen a, a family retreat before. Well, I did that and I realized, oh, it's like really complicated. <laughs> You're like, there's a reason nobody does yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> after, after I was like, okay, oh, that's why nobody does that. <laughs> um, but, you know, you got to try things yeah. and, and learn along the way. And then actually in June, I'm going to Italy and I'll be bringing a group of women there. And that will be like women only. And that will be like super accelerated, like really spiritual it's going to be mostly like art and like all the new things i've been training and new like movement methods um and like movement exploration i've been talking to you all about that too um another method i that's called satya which i've been like really exploring and um so yeah that's gonna be in june so there's that going and yeah and then i'm i'm a mom and i'm a wife too so um I try to like mix it it all in with you know this the stuff that I do, but um, wow, you're a force. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes, and yeah. I'm still like learning. I haven't figured everything out, but you know, I um, yeah, and I feel super fortunate. Like, thank you for having me and having this space and. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we were so fortunate to have you come here and just share your your story, your your talents, and all of you with us. So thank you. We just learn so much too. I I feel like I'm always uplifted after having a guest in and just hearing about your process or struggles, successes, all of that. Just 
is reassuring. It's 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 a unique lifestyle being an artist and a creative person and our brains work a little bit different. And it, it is so unique. And like, I don't know, maybe you all have a lot of artist friends, but like my husband's a dentist. So we don't like we our group of friends are very eclectic. Like I'm pretty much the only like artist. And like I just had to realize like that maybe like four or five years ago, I was like, oh, they don't want the same things as me. <laughs> like, they don't want to solo travel to France for two weeks with other families. And like, they're just like, you know, and being like, it's okay to want the things that I want. And I think if anything, like I can, I can thank Tommy for that because like, yeah, I wouldn't have had that clarity. Be like, okay, how do I really, really want to live my life? And like working with so many mothers too, where like, we feel so obligated as parents or as, yeah, to, you know, that to, to fulfill the, like, societal, like, expectation. And it's, like, actually, like, I don't have to do that. There's no one right way. There's only, like, the way I want to do things. And, like, but, yeah, and that that's not always, that's not always easy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. It's a great mm-hmm. reminder. Yeah. Thank you, Estelle, Thank you for being for here. You guys You're are sh- so great. And this is such a great thought. This is your castle here. This is our little you nook. Know, yeah. We've got everything we need here. And yeah. you met George, our cat. Yes. We have a nice yard that we gets a little cold out there this time of year, but still, still spend a lot of time out there now. And in the summer, just nonstop. We basically live outside. So we're. We have our little ivory castle here. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to do it. Tie-dye. Tie-dye castle. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, let us, uh, we'll wrap up by letting our listeners know where they can find you. If there's a website you want to direct them to or social media or where's your preferred spot or all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my website is just my name, Estelle Thompson, Thompson, no P, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, um, dot com. And you can find like, you know, my art shops on there, but also all the grief work that I do. There's a section on grief, like anybody like listening. And there's like um, that you can watch the documentary. There's even like I created a um, a toolkit for transitions on there completely free. My favorite like books on grief. So to, just like resources. Um, yeah. And there's my writings on the website and all my pseudo offerings, the retreat. So the website is really where, where to go. But I do hang out on Instagram too. And that too is just my name, Estelle Thompson. And um, I have another part and I just gave you the planner. Um, I have a community called Guide to a Magic Life. Um, and that's kind of my women's circle. And um, we kind of keep each other accountable in our soul rituals. And um, it goes with uh, my pillars, right? Breath, movement, and creativity. Um, and so, but but the Instagram is also there and it's free and there's tons of tutorials and breathing exercise and I have the shaking stuff yeah. on there. <laughs> and, uh, now dubbed uh, the polar bear yeah, tab. Yeah, the polar bear. I love that story now. Um, and, uh, but I mean, I know cats do that too, right? Like I know my dog like sees a deer like in the window and then like, shakes it like the first thing the dog does is like shake it out you know Mm. anyways i digress but 
you can find me at Icarus. Yeah, you can find me there and then uh, but right now I'm on this couch and I'm looking at two beautiful uh, people. We're just beaming back at you like spotlights. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being here. It means a lot and uh, wish you all the, the best and everything to come. Bye everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in, buds. We appreciate every one of you out there. Yeah, and if you have any questions or guest suggestions, certainly be in touch where you can be found on social media or online at mikeandkristen.ca. And we love just hearing from you. Yeah, just reach out. uh, Tell us the smallest or biggest secret you have you know jokes we jokes. like jokes recipes recipes pet pictures um secrets back to the secrets just DM, tell us your secrets DM we'll, we'll secrets. do a secret episode and keep it all anonymous <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks so much for listening everyone as always tell your friends if you think that uh, they would enjoy this episode it's uh it doesn't cost you anything and it gets word out there so uh, thanks for, for spreading the word and uh, tuning in every week. And we'll see you back here very shortly. Cheers.